and welcome to the Monday Morning Marketing Podcast. I'm Esther. And I'm Melanie. And today we're joined by Louise Brogan from Social BNI. She is a LinkedIn consultant, podcaster and speaker, host of LinkedIn with Louise Podcast, current Small Business Britain champion and social media examiner contributor. Welcome, Louise. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Esther. Thanks, Melanie. Mm, well, I don't so, know where to start now. No. <laughs> okay, LinkedIn. Right. So you have niched all the way down. When I first met Louise, mm. she was working and training on Facebook and Instagram and LinkedIn and everywhere. So you've niched down to just LinkedIn. Why mm. did you do that? Well, it's, it's kind of funny because whenever I was doing um, Facebook and Instagram, I was one of the accredited trainers for Facebook and Instagram. And I gave that up. Um, so I was being trained by Facebook to help it was a program called she means business which still continues on today um and they invited me to do it for another year and i said no and people are like what why are you turning down facebook um but basically the reason is that there's lots of different reasons but i realized a few years ago that when i spent time on linkedin whether for myself or working with people it was easier to win business because people go to go to LinkedIn for business. Um, so that was one thing. I realized when I spent time talking on LinkedIn myself, sharing content on LinkedIn, people reached out to me to work with me and they were people who were willing to invest in my services. So it was kind of like easier to win business on that platform. But also um, trying, to, um, trying to be an expert in Instagram, LinkedIn, Twitter, Facebook, then you've got TikTok, Clubhouse, <laughs> Pinterest, all the things. It's just too much. It's far too hard. It's far, far easier to say, right, pick one and just learn everything you possibly can about how to make that platform work. Um, and it actually makes it far easier to work with clients because I can answer all their questions um, and keep myself up to date with one platform. So uh, yeah, it works for me. That's interesting. Um, I, you know, you always hear from people that still to this day will say, oh, sure, LinkedIn's just for looking for a job or it's just <laughs> your online CV. And, you know, it started out like that, but it has come a long way since then, hasn't it? Because it's now got live videos and it's now got stories like every other platform. Uh, so what makes it different? I think that so. People still think it's it's about finding a job and people who work in corporate um, who come to, I, so I do a lot of workshops for small businesses and corporate clients and where you know, they want their team to understand how to raise the profile of the business using LinkedIn. And a lot of people will say to me, oh, I created a LinkedIn account and I don't use it anymore because I don't want people to think I'm looking for a job. And it's not about that. It's about business networking. I talk, When I talk to people about what, what is LinkedIn? It's like an online version of a business conference to me. So you go to a conference. So say we were say we were all going to a big industry conference in Dublin and you walk in and you look like you're turning up for a day of work. So you're dressed appropriately. Mm -hmm. um, you introduce yourself to people. Uh, you talk about, you ask them about their business. You 
and you you literally have conversations with people about what they do, who they do it for, and talk about what you do. And LinkedIn is exactly the same. You show up, you put your best professional hat on, um, you introduce yourself to people. I am an absolute stickler for connecting with people with a message on LinkedIn. Um, you wouldn't walk up to somebody at the conference, uh, stick a business card in their hand and walk away without opening your mouth, would you? So why would you do it on LinkedIn? Um, and it's about building up a network and making contacts and connecting with people and relationships. Um, and that's, you know, that's what I love about it. Uh, and people still ask me, oh, you know, about careers and jobs. And I say, I don't, I do not help people with LinkedIn who are looking to change jobs or careers. That's not what I do. I help people who want to win business on LinkedIn. So to me, I see this two very different um, ways of working with people. So if you're looking to improve your LinkedIn because you're looking for a job, then I am not the person to talk to. Well, I thought I'd just stop the, you know, the Esther and Louise show and <laughs> pop in myself here. Who are you? <laughs> <laughs> um, so can can any business use it? I mean, could, could you know, chocolatiers and confectioners and, you know, all the way up to CEOs of large state bodies and national um, bodies, is it suitable for absolutely everyone? Yes, I, I honestly think it is. And I think, interestingly, they're bringing out product pages. So LinkedIn company pages um, are bringing out product pages um, for people who want to actually sell products on the platform. So that is a new thing that's coming out. It's not available to everybody yet. But I have worked with clients who sell art, um, who sell planners. I and mean, we were talking just before we started recording about planners. I have bought products of people on LinkedIn, um, as well as people who are senior directors, chief executives in companies who want to connect with people. Although interestingly, the more senior you go, the less likely someone is to want to actually do their LinkedIn themselves, which is very interesting. But yeah, it's, it's, if you have a product and you want to sell it to somebody, why would you not go to the place where people actually have a higher income and more are more willing to spend their money? That's another way of looking at it. Well, I suppose you can reach the decision makers through LinkedIn. Now, it's interesting you mentioned the product pages. I didn't know about that. So that's coming soon here, here to Ireland, I assume. Um, what about company pages? Do you find they actually work? Yes. <laughs> Short and sweet. <laughs> and what do you different that if, makes them work? If you know what you're doing with LinkedIn, yes, it does. They do work. So if so, say if you're a solo entrepreneur, let's look at a solo entrepreneur and then let's look at a small business. If you're a solo entrepreneur, I really think you need a company page um, because multiple reasons. Search engine optimization, getting found by more people. To me, the company page versus the personal profile, if you are a solo entrepreneur, your company page is going to list kind of what your company does, your product services. Um, you can put like a weekly broadcast of updates about whatever it is that your company helps people with. In your personal profile, you use for building the personal network and connecting with people and starting conversations. If you have a team of people, then the company page means you can connect all of your team to that company page. Mm. And Everybody who has a company page can pull their company logo across to their personal profile, whether they work for a team or work for themselves. Hmm. Um, but if you have a team, you can then get your team to share the content across into their newsfeed and get the message of the company out to more people. You can host events in your company page. You can set up webinars. When you host an event using LinkedIn events as your company, 
you get people registered with their email address and that gives you people for your newsletter and your email list. Um, so there's LinkedIn brought so many features since the start of 2020. It's, it's unbelievable. Um, we, we literally could talk for a week about all the different things that they do. But I really think everybody should have a company page. Yeah, we've got a Monday morning marketing um, com- company page and it says you can notify, notify, notify employees. Yeah. Um, so that's been really handy to sort of spread the post out between mm. us. Yeah. Yeah, no, there's also groups on LinkedIn. Mm-hmm. Uh, how would those differ from groups on, say, Facebook and, um, you know, if you, for example, you're running a course on how to use LinkedIn, would you use a group on LinkedIn to communicate all the information or would you still use a group on Facebook? Well, I both my groups are on LinkedIn. I have a free group on LinkedIn for people who listen to the podcast and people come in there and ask me questions um, that I'm happy to answer. And then I have my group. So I have a course called um, LinkedIn Learners Lab that people purchase and they those people are added to a private unlisted group. And obviously I help them more. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Groups have a long way to go, but I I really think that there will be more improvements made to groups. You can see little changes, little functionalities appear on different things in LinkedIn and functionalities appear in groups. You can chat to people within a group. If you're in a group with somebody, but you're not connected to them, you can send them a message uh, because you're members of the same group. Um, I am in... three groups that I think are really, really good on LinkedIn. The rest are not good. And if you manage a group on LinkedIn, like, so if you set up a Monday Monday morning marketing show group for listeners, you have got to curate it and you've got to help people in there. Um, There's a group that I'm in for CEOs that the owner will tag people. If he thinks somebody's asked a question, he thinks somebody else in the group, he'll tag you and say, Louise, I think this is something that might interest you. And I don't mind that because that group is really, the ethos of that group is helping everybody. Where there's other groups that you're in that are enormous, um, they're not being managed and people are just spamming them all day long. So it's, you know, choosing the right groups. Yeah, LinkedIn groups do get a bad rap because of groups like that, I've got to say. Mm. So, because we are all going to have company pages by the end of this, aren't we? Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, I already have about, mine. Well, so do I, but that's not <laughs> the point. Um, so tell us about LinkedIn ads. Um, how effective are they? And, you know, why is this cheapskate over here so worried about how expensive they are? Okay, Melanie, I do not do LinkedIn ads. I'm not an expert in LinkedIn ads. And I would be very happy to refer you to check out a guy called AJ Wilcox. So, um, he is a LinkedIn ads expert. They are more expensive than Facebook ads. I have dabbled with them, but I don't run them for clients and I don't know enough to talk about them properly. Well, that's cut that conversation short, <laughs> isn't it? <laughs> okay, so what about, okay, let's start again. <laughs> uh, LinkedIn reporting and analytics. Um, do they tell us enough? Oh my goodness, what a good question. So... I like the, for most people, going and looking at the analytics on your on your LinkedIn post. People, well, people don't even do that. But looking at those analytics on your post and seeing who's, so you, you find out um, various things. You find out what companies people are coming from that are looking at your post. Um, who's reshared your post? What cities are the people coming from? 
and what are their job titles. So you can find that out on all of your posts for free. You can also go and see if you have a video on LinkedIn, you can see um, how long people have been watching it for and, and those other metrics that I just mentioned for ordinary posts. Everybody has a personal dashboard on LinkedIn and nobody looks at it. If you go to your, so I have a video on this on my YouTube channel, which is youtube.com forward slash C forward slash social BNI. Um, but it's how to look at your personal dashboard. And you've got three figures on there. The first one is how many people have looked at your profile in the last 90 days. Mm-hmm. If you click on that, you will not know who they are unless you pay for premium. Yeah. All right. Which is actually one of the reasons, the main reasons to get premium. If you are, at that level of already using LinkedIn really well. The middle one is how many people have looked at your last post. That one I'm not so bothered about. But the third one is really, really important to look at. Like I would check it maybe once every couple of weeks. And it is what are you being found for? So if you, yeah. it's, if you click on that number, it's how many times have you showed up in the search results for LinkedIn? And it will tell you what companies you're showing up for, what roles the people who are finding you on search, what roles do they have? So are they executive directors? Are they marketing people? Who are they? Not, not the actual names, but what level of job have they? But the really good point is at the, the bottom of this screen, when you click on this third number, and you only get this data if you're using LinkedIn enough to kind of trigger the data, it shows the key words that you are being found for. So for me, I'm getting found for things like speaker, consultant, trainer. Um, you can't be found for LinkedIn because it doesn't allow that, which is really interesting. <laughs> but when I do this work with clients, they're getting found for things like Microsoft PowerPoint. And they're like, but I don't do that. That's not my, what I do. And I say, well, that's because you haven't updated your LinkedIn profile enough to be fine for the things you want to be fine for. And that's when we dive into reviewing their profile and updating all their um, skills and experience section and all that stuff. So I think that's really valuable. So um, jumping back in, because now it's become the Melanie and Louise podcast. (laughs) um, There's also a thing um, that a lot of people don't know about your SSI, your social selling index or social sales index. Um, How important is that to go in and look at and improve and you know how important is it it's it's like a fun feature that people like when I bring it up on workshops and <laughs> uh, how much attention do I pay to it not a lot um it's a number out of 100 you get marked for four things one of the key things is so one of the numbers is how many times you engage with insights on LinkedIn which means LinkedIn has like a daily news, top news stories and top courses that people are looking at. The more you engage with those things, the higher your score gets. So like if there's nothing in the news that's relevant to you, your business. um, You go down the rankings. You're going to drop your rankings. Yes. (laughs) I think my score for that is like 15. I was looking at this last night with the client is 15 out of 25. Um, Where I I score full marks is for building relationships. So that's one of the things as well. Um, and that is about when you connect with somebody on LinkedIn and you don't bother sending them a message request. So they don't know why you're connecting with them and you accept all the connections that you get. And then you're not interested in anything that they talk about or say or do. So you never interact with them and vice versa. You're going to have a really rubbish relationship score. So it's far better to connect with people that you actually want to hear from 
uh, actually engage with their content. It's far better to have a small but mighty network of people on LinkedIn who are interested in what you have to say. You're interested in what they have to say. You can build business together rather than connecting with all and sundry because all you care about is saying to people, yeah, I've got 20,000 LinkedIn connections. And I'll be like, well, when's the last time somebody you know, asked you to work with them out of those 20,000? Um, so it's a bit of a, you know, it's about building relationships. So the SSI, Social Selling Index, it's a fun thing to look at now and again. Um, it ranks you in your network by your score. It ranks you um, within your industry. So you want to be in the top 1% of your industry. Da, 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 da. My, my network, the average SSI is 48. I think mine sits around 79 or 80. Um, without me engaging in all the insights LinkedIn wants me to engage with, it's not going to go above 80. <laughs> <laughs> So um, I'm taking the, the wooden spoon back now. Thank you. <laughs> um, so you did talk about, um, you know, certain data that was made available to you if you used it enough. And I, I was quite reassured. I, I, I get the um, keywords I'm found for. And I didn't think I was using it enough, but I must be because um, I'm on. Because it's showing you the keywords. Yeah, it's showing you the keywords, what I'm being found for. Mm -hmm. Um, And like a lot of people on LinkedIn, I've got several hats. Okay. Mm -hmm. So, you know, I'm not not here to talk about me, but I've got several hats. So so I know um, why some of them are contacting me or looking for somebody like me. And sometimes I can't always guess. Mm. Um, But nine times out of 10, I do not connect with other people at all. Because um, I've always felt um, when I've tried to do it readily before, um, people kind of get the hump because I'm trying to connect with them because I want to try and, you know, train them in social media. Maybe I've picked up that they've done something wrong or they're not doing something right. And and I, I do the same on Facebook. I never connect with anybody ever. Do you do you mean Melanie? If somebody sends you a connection request, you ignore it, or do you mean you? No, don't no, no. I don't. I don't instigate the connection ever. Okay. okay? Yeah. Unless I've actually met that person and have got something in the works with them in mind. Okay. So I've connected with people. I've gone to events. You know, when when we were let out. You know, <laughs> do you remember that? That was a while ago now. Um, and so. I've connected, I definitely have connected with people, but almost always when people want to connect with me, they want to sell me a website or, um, you know, do I want an app or, and I'm like, and now I don't even connect with these people now because I look at who they are and I'm like, yeah, I know what you want. <laughs> um, so is there any way that you can stop these spammers? There, so this fascinates me endlessly because I do not get very many of these. And a lot of people get a lot of them so <clears throat> I would tend to get connection requests from people who say oh I heard you on a podcast or um they watch my LinkedIn live and they want to connect with me after that I don't get very many of the the spammy ones um, the software ones but also you can kind of see you know if you've got if you go into LinkedIn and you've got five connection requests if you don't send me a message with your connection request, I don't really want to connect with you because I'm thinking, well, what are you, why are you connecting with me? Mm. But you can kind of see like, so for example, there's somebody sitting in my um, connection request at the minute. She didn't send me a message. 
I can see she's connected to several people that I know, but not that I know them well enough to think that she doesn't want to sell me something. So I haven't really decided about her yet. Um, and uh, <laughs> um, the ones that say, like, if, if it's some literally someone who sells software for an app, well, you know that's what they're going to do. So you just ignore, just click ignore exactly. and don't accept those people. That is exactly what happens. Yeah. Now, before we finish up, um, there's one question that hasn't been asked, and I've been telling people this for years, so I really hope this is true. Okay. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, is LinkedIn considered a good search engine optimization tool? Is it considered a tool? Well, a search engine optimization tool. So the, what I know about LinkedIn is that Google loves LinkedIn because of the sheer volume of content that is on LinkedIn. That's what I thought. It's one of the biggest houses of content on the internet because everybody who writes content shares it onto LinkedIn. So the big media sites, Social Media Examiner will share their blog posts on there. And um, when I write an article, I sh I'll share it on there. So it's massive for content, one of the largest houses of content on the internet, which is why Google loves it, which is why when you Google someone's name, their LinkedIn profile comes up near the top, unless they're like really active elsewhere on the internet. It's usually the first thing that comes up is their LinkedIn profile if they've got one. So um, it's it's huge for content. That's another reason why you should be using it, using a company page so people can find your company on there as well. Okay, and last, last question. How long should people spend on LinkedIn? Daily, weekly, monthly? <laughs> <laughs> That's a hilarious question. Um, I actually have a free guide what to do in a daily <laughs> weekly, uh, routine on LinkedIn. If people want it, go to my website. Uh, it's louisebrogan.com forward slash download. Uh, but basically, I recommend with clients that you post two to three times a week and go in the other days of the week. I don't go on at the weekend, so it's up to you whether you want to or not. Um, go in the other times of the week and just check your notifications and try and comment on people's posts who are interesting to you and potentially your potential clients will see your name and your headline um, and you're raising your visibility that way so 10-15 minutes a day um, and two to three posts a week is plenty to get yourself noticed on LinkedIn. Okay. I'm rapidly seeing a need to do a, a two-parter here. Yeah. Um, <laughs> now the last 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 question okay um, how do you schedule to LinkedIn? I don't Ah, <laughs> I, I it's all native. Well, interestingly, I, my my assistant now adds my blog posts to, to recur posts and they just go out on Twitter and Facebook because I don't spend any time putting stuff Is on Is that Facebook. like missing letter recur post? I think uh, so. Sounds like it. Too. Um, hmm. But I don't schedule anything on LinkedIn. It's all organic. And that actually is a throwback from my days when I went to Facebook in London and they recommended that you posted natively on the platform because they said then that mm. your content had more chance of getting seen by people than using a scheduling tool that lots of other people were using who had different levels of content quality and you were being measured against those people as opposed to your own content. Whether that's true or not, I don't know, but I just I prefer to go in to LinkedIn and just write my posts and post them. And you can schedule in Facebook now through Creator Studio or Business Suite. Mm -hmm. So um, I suppose if you're natively scheduling, that might help, you know. So, I know I, I just wanted to know because it's really hard to find schedulers to LinkedIn. 
Okay. Well, thanks ever so much, Louise. Um, we went slightly over there, but you should stop being so damn fascinating. <laughs> <laughs> well, they can, if anyone wants to know more, they can go check out my podcast, LinkedIn with exactly, Louise. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you very much for joining us today, Louise. It's been a pleasure. And uh, we'll make sure to put your links into the comments in the in our podcast so people can go and find you and subscribe to your YouTube channel and learn more about LinkedIn. That's it for today, guys. Talk to you next week. Bye-bye.